0: Thank you for tuning into this teaching. We hope this message blesses you. Our mission as Marigold Church is to do anything and everything so that anyone and everyone can encounter the real Jesus. We hope as you listen to this, you would encounter the real Jesus. Let him transform your mind, transform
1: your heart, and encounter you today. Well, let's get into the main text. In John chapter 19, John chapter 19, now John is writing here about Jesus, has been taken into captivity. He's been taken captive. And John chapter 19, verse 1 through 5, it says this. It says, Pilate then took Jesus and scourged him, meaning they whipped him. And so there he was, bloody, on his back, in his ribs, his side, And the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and put a purple robe on him. And they began to come up to him and say, Hail, King of the Jews! They were mocking him. And they began to give him slaps in the face. And verse 4, Pilate came out again and said to them, Behold, I am bringing him out to you, that you may know that I find no guilt in him. Pilate had the authority to cast guilt on him, but he could not find the guilt. In verse five, Jesus then came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said to the people, behold the man. Holy Spirit, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God, that tonight, You would speak to us through your word. Lord, I can speak to the ears, but Lord, it's only you that can speak to the heart. And Lord, I ask that tonight we would be hearers of the word and doers of it. That we would that you would have my words touch the ears. But you, Lord, would transfer them into the heart in Jesus name. Amen. And a special thank you to the band tonight. Can y'all give it up for the band tonight? We're so blessed. Um, many of them came from uh 1910 church at, out in Bernie to 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 join us to do this tonight. And they did it out of their own free will, and just we're we're so grateful for y'all. And and everyone in here is grateful because I sing up here. And with y'all up here, the layers of loudness, no one heard me. And that has been the greatest blessing so far tonight. I, the, you know, this saying that, you know, bring a joyful noise. I bring the noise. I don't know if it's joyful, but we're, we're, we're grateful for the band tonight. And, uh, and we're, especially thankful. we're especially thankful for 1910, where they come from. Their pastors are uh, Pastor Jason and, and, and his wife Angie and I'll tell you, they mean a lot to us. And I was sharing it with them um, just in the back room back there earlier before service is their pastor is the first pastor that that affirmed us, Jennifer and I. Now, I went at this and I said, I don't need nobody's stinking affirmation. I knew I had heard from the Lord. And so I'm moving forward but in the tough times it was always so nice to have heard their affirming words i didn't need it when i was when i was when the getting was yeah, just go but man when 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 the noise kind of settled down and there was kind of other other things being said around us or or even within our own head it was nice to have that voice so we're we're very grateful for for pastor Jason and, and his wife and, and their whole staff have always been really good to us. This past week, we, we went on a cruise, and it was fun. I got to tell you, it was fun, and it was fun to, to be able to be out last week. I know y'all got to hear from uh, Pastor Joe Eric, and, uh, and then y'all got to hear our, our uh, daughter Delia sing. And so we're so grateful that we can leave and leave it on all on Marcus's shoulders and that uh, and that we came back, and it had not fallen apart. In fact, it was better than we left it. So we're grateful for that. We went to a few places. We went on a seven day cruise. It was Jennifer and myself and 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 then uh, the, we took uh, brandon and 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 Rebecca, and they lucked out because they're the only two left in the house. so so they got to go. And uh, but we, it made, we made a few stops. We made a few stops along the way. And and so the first place we went was a place called uh, Isla Rotan which is uh Honduras and and so it's just a little island right out right out of in Honduras and and so we the ship came up to the the dock and it was gorgeous it was raining but it was gorgeous and and they said well this is to be expected it's in we've been on a cruise before and it's to be expected I didn't know what it would be like we last time we went on a cruise it was in uh, in December I mean excuse me it was in June and this one being in December but you you pull right up to the right up to the shore there, or right up to the the dock, and there's a beautiful beach just just walking distance. And we took this uh, like the sky ride above it. It was like a one long bench seat, and it was on cables, and it took you above, and you could see all the way back into the into the jungle, and it was right on the the ocean water there, right on the edge of the water, and you can see all the way down into the water. It was gorgeous, and and I got to swim in that water, and it was really interesting because the the water got deep really fast and I was not expecting that and uh and so you you just I mean literally just like 10 or 12 feet and then all of a sudden you're up to your neck and then it's over your head, and then you swim out a little bit further, and then all of a sudden it's up to your, your, your knees or so, and then you go a little bit further. But the water was gorgeous. And so we were swimming, me and Brandon and Rebecca were out there swimming, and the water was really interesting that the top couple of inches of water were real, real cold, like 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 just like water that come right out of the fridge. And then everything below that was super warm. And so it was just really interesting, so you'd be down in there neck deep, and your neck would be cold, but the rest of your body would be really warm. but that was, that was, that was a fun, that was a fun time. We did that one day. And then the next day, we went to Belize, and so Belize, it was a little different. You, the ship could not go all the way to a dock because, because it's so shallow. And so we act, they stopped a, a several miles away, and a boat will come if you wanted to go to the shore, if you wanted to go to the beach and everything, or, or see the city. And so the, a boat would come. We got on a boat, and then it was about a 20-minute boat ride to the island. And so while we were there, we went on a, a city tour. We got on a, just an old rinky bus, and it was a, a, on a short bus. Yes, your pastor was in the short bus. And so we were there, and, uh, and and we took a little city tour, and that was really fun. We got to stop at a few places. We stopped at a, a rum factory to see them making rum, all right? And we saw that, and we got to see uh, just, you know, some, how they live, and, and they were talking about, you know, just how they live, and we got to see some different things. That was day number two. On on the third day, so you're out to see a couple days, and then you have a stop, a stop, a stop. On the third day, we were in Cozumel, Cozumel, Mexico. And on that one, you get off on the dock. And on that one, we did a similar thing. We went on a city tour. But at the end of the tour, they take you to a private beach, which was beautiful. And so you're out on this private beach. I'll tell you what. It was worth the thousand mile boat ride to get to that beach to eat the ceviche there. If y'all ever had shrimp ceviche, like it was just, it was like anything I'd, not like anything I'd ever tasted. It was so good. I, it's funny. I don't like tomato and I don't like onion. And those are the two main things that are in this. And it was, it was just absolutely de- Delicious. But while we were there, we, we got to go in, in the water. Now, this water was a little different because there's no vegetation in it. And so there's, it's just sand and, and rock. And so you could stand in the water, neck deep, and look. And through the ripples in the water, you can see your feet just as clear as can be. This is not Corpus Christi water, okay? This is not Rockport, Port Aransas. This is beautiful, clear water. And so, you know, I I had no intention of, you you know, doing snorkeling or anything. But when I saw this water, and then you see the fish, and they're swimming around you, and they've got the beautiful stripes and in the, in the, in the bright colors. And so for sure, I was like, you know what? We, I got to get some goggles. So I went and got some goggles, a little snorkel thing, and it was all free. It was included in the thing, and now I'm floating. And I don't know if it's because I've gained weight, but I've floated really good. I don't know what it was. It's like, you're shaped like a whale. You should float like one. So, but it was fun. And we did that for a few hours, and so we then we made our way back to, to the port. We, you know that we took this the, the the bus back to the port, and we go. And I say all that to say this next thing. I we're, we we get off, and we're walking through this the port. You go through the customs, and they're checking you, make sure you got your passport, ID, and all this stuff. And I come through the building, and lo and behold, here in the Caribbean, there is a manger scene. And it's a life-size manger scene. So the, 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 there's, a, there's a donkey over here, and there's, a, I don't know, I think there was a camel over here. And you have, you have the, the, the baby Jesus, and he's in, in the manger. And you have some wise men and shepherds and all this stuff. You have the beautiful stable. It was was really nice. It was the most beautiful manger scene that I'd ever seen. But it's kind of like conflicting, right? Because I'm in the Caribbean. It's a week away from Christmas. It's 80 degrees, and I'm in swim trunks and like, you know, sunblock. And so it's messing with my mind. But nothing messed with my mind until what I saw on top of the stable not like a shining star that you would, you know, typically see. There was a rooster, a statue of a rooster on top of the stable, colorful, beautiful, but nevertheless, a rooster. Now, I've read my Bible a few times, and I've never read about the rooster at the birth of Jesus, but here it was in Cozumel. That was not even the kicker. Eight feet in front of that, you have about 10 mariachis, yeah, 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 you know, singing for tips right there. And you're like, what in the world is going on? It is, there is, this can't be right. And and what, what I was, my senses were offended, basically, because it's like, wait, there's a beach, there's mariachis there's a rooster and a stable i'm in swimming trunks. something does not feel right and what it was is my tradition was fighting their tradition but none of it mattered did it and so so many times when we come at the story of christmas we come at it from a place of tradition instead of truth Or we come at it from a place of sentiment instead of scripture. And so I was being bombarded by the things that I don't read about. See, what I I bring to Christmas is uh, snow and stockings and pine trees and colored lights. And they brought a rooster. And, and, and it's not, it's not like my, my tradition is better. That's whatever their tradition is. I don't know. A rooster at the manger scene. I don't know if there, there was a camel at the manger scene, but we see it in the, in, the, in, the, in the setup all the time. But let me tell you what I do read about when it comes to the Christmas story. In the scripture, you read about how God and man walked side by side in the garden in unity. There's God and there's Adam and they're meeting in this place and they're having communion. But then Adam chooses sin over God. He chooses his wife over God. And he falls into sin. And with that, there is a separation between God and man. And so no longer are God and man with each other. Now you have God who's far from man. Man is now out of the garden. And God is in heaven. And there's a separation in that. One of the great things, if you ever have an opportunity to go on a cruise, I encourage it, I loved loved it. This was our second one. But when you're out there and you're sitting or you're standing out on the deck and you look in every direction, you see nothing but water. And at the port, what seemed like this humongous ship, you realize is just one little speck in the middle of that ocean. And you're one little speck in the middle of that ship. And you look out at the stars. It's as clear as could be. It's just sea and stars. And there's a a sense of smallness that comes over you. Like, I am so small. I may be big at my job. I may be big at my house. I may be big at the church I was small in that place. And you realize if God created all this and he's beyond that, how far is God? How far is God? To to not be with him, how far is he? So God and man were separated. God was above us but god wanted to change that it was his desire from the beginning and so jesus is born and they said they would call him emmanuel which means god with us so now god is no longer just far above us now in jesus he's with us He's with us. And we look at Jesus and we say, oh, wow, what a cute little baby. Look at him in the manger, so peaceful. And we tend to to lock him in at Christmas in the manger. Jesus is not in the manger anymore. He became a man. In John chapter 19, verse 5, Pilate said to them, Behold, the man. Jesus had grown up. He had matured. He had had stepped into what he was called to do. But typically around Christmas, all we talk about is the birth and never the growth of Jesus. Let me share with you a few interesting things about the birth of Jesus. John, who wrote the book of John, who wrote the epistles, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and wrote Revelation. And of all that, this is what he says about Jesus and his birth. That Jesus came from heaven. We kind of knew that, John. It says it a lot in the Bible. The Apostle Paul says something different. The Apostle Paul wrote a majority of the New Testament. Had one of the most crucial ministries, or probably the crucial ministry of any of the apostles. And this is what he wrote of Jesus' birth. That he was born of a woman deep revelation right there. Nothing special about that. He was born of a woman. Jesus himself didn't even speak of his own birth. He only said, I was sent by my father. In John chapter 5, verse 30, he says this, this is Jesus speaking. He says, I can do nothing on my own initiative. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And you'll hear Jesus say, use this phrase, him who sent me, my father who sent me. You see, we are born Right? Everything happens right here. The mom, the dad, they get together, they do their thing. The baby is, 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 is begins to grow and it's all right here. Jesus, it was different. He was there in heaven and then he came here. So he was born, but he was also sent We are not sent to earth. We're born here. This is where we started. He started in heaven and he came here. He was sent here. But what was he sent here for? What was he sent here for? As we were going on those on the ride and the, you know, you're taking pictures and you're like, oh, wow, look at that rundown house. Let me take a picture of that. Oh, wow, look at that nice house over there. Let me take a picture of that. And and you're hearing how the people live and you're just kind of taking a report, right? I'm just, I'm bringing you back a report. This is what I saw. This is what I experienced. Jesus was not here on vacation. He was not taking back a report to God. Like, man, that sin thing really messed things up down there. You should really see it. And they have some beautiful beaches. I took some pictures with the fish. It's like, it was so much more than that. It was a mission. He was sent for a purpose. What was that purpose? In in John chapter 17, verse 20 through 24, he says this. And this is part of what we call the high priestly prayer. It says, I do not ask, this is Jesus speaking, I do not ask on behalf of these alone. He's talking about his apostles, his disciples, those that have been there with him in his ministry. But he's saying, I'm not asking on their behalf alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word. If there's a believer in here who believes in Jesus, he's talking about you. Right. That we would believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that we would be believers through our word. And verse 21, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. The glory which you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, just as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may be perfected in unity, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them, even as you have loved me. Imagine that. That to believe in Jesus is to step in the same love of the father that the father has for his son, Jesus. Not a better love, not a different love. The same love. In verse 24, father, this is Jesus speaking, father, I desire that they also whom you have given me be with me where I am so that they may see my glory which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. Let me unpack this for you. Before the foundation of the world, before the world existed, before the universe existed, there existed God. And God is the only one who could ever be called love. Because he existed in himself, there was love. There was love in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. There was love from the Father to the Son and love from the Father to the Holy Spirit and love from the Spirit to the Father and from the Spirit to the Son and from the Son to the Spirit and the Son to the Father. There was love there because love is not something you hold. You can't hold it and call it love. It has to be given. When it's given, it's love. And so he's giving within himself and receiving within himself the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And God the Father says, I love this. And I want more of this. I want, more. I want a bigger family. I have more love to give. And I want more to receive it. So we are made after the image of his son. We are made in the image of God. Have you ever seen a mom and a dad? And the baby's there and you're looking. Oh, he has my nose, my eyes, my chin. And oh no, it's a mix. He looks like the dad. No, he looks like the mama. And, there, and there's this mix. And, the, and it's, it's always about whose image. And the image is there. It's planted there. And we are made in God's image. And his likeness. But then there, hap, there happens sin. And it broke the relationship because oil was introduced to the water and they don't mix our sin does not mix with holiness so god said i have to be apart from you because i cannot be a part of darkness light does not have fellowship with darkness And so the family of God is broken. And he says, I've got to do something. I want my family back. What do I have to do to get my family back? And so what he does is he sends his son, the very one he wanted to duplicate. And he says, son, I need you to do something, the ultimate thing. You see, Jesus had a free will of his own. It was lined with the Father's, but it was still his will. And when he loved the Father, he loved the Father out of his own will. And that's what God wanted. He wanted Adam and Eve and you and me to love him out of our own free will. So he says, Jesus... I have a mission for you. I need you to become a man. And I need you to die as a man. And through that sacrifice, it will pay the penalty of this separation between us. And it will be a bridge. It'll be a way back to the father. So that it's no longer God above us. And it's not even just God with us. It's something better. To receive Jesus and the sacrifice he made is to have God come within us. That we have the opportunity to live in him as he lives in us. The ultimate unity. God above us. God with us, and now God within us. God above us, God with us, and God within us. That's what Christmas is about. Jesus did not remain in a manger as a baby, and he did not remain on the cross as a sacrifice. He rose again. He conquered death in the grave so that you and I can have life. And so that's what we celebrate. Imagine that every year you had a birthday party and they said it was to honor you. It's your birthday. We're doing something special. And all they bring out is all your baby pictures. Oh look how cute he was. Oh my gosh. And, and and there's no mention of what you've done since then. You know, I grew up, right? I bought a house, I got married, I had kids. Oh, but he was so cute. Look at this is a picture of him in the bathtub. Oh my gosh. Would you show up to that party? Like, that's not about me. That's about you and your little fond memory. Let me tell you why we do this. Babies are not threatening. Men are. Jesus is threatening to us if we want to live in sin because he came to conquer sin. A baby cannot stop you from doing anything. But a man can. There's authority when a man walks in the room. Especially the man of all men, Jesus. And that's who we celebrate. We don't celebrate a baby. We're glad that he was born as a baby. It was important. It was was a fulfillment of prophecy. But he did not remain a baby. Thank you, God. Father, we thank you. I thank you, Lord God, that you, you grew, you came, you, you made the sacrifice to become a man. Before this moment, before you were born in this world. There was not flesh in the Trinity, but father with you. There is flesh in the Trinity, there is a full grown man in the Trinity and Lord, we look forward to you returning as a man. If there's anyone in here that you've never said a prayer that says, Lord, I want you in your realness. I want to live in you. I want to abide in you. I want to rest in you. And I want you to live in me, abide in me, rest in me. I want this relationship. I want to do away with sin. I want to do away with the thing that separates me from the love of the father. Because I want to be embraced by my father. Maybe it's been a while. Maybe you just need a reminder. Maybe you've gotten so caught up in the tradition and the sentiments of the season. Who's going to get what gift? Do I have all the de- decorations up? What, what are we eating for dinner that day? What are we... Put all that aside and just... No, this is... That's all... That's secondary. Just repeat this after me. Father, I thank you for your son. I thank you for sending him To be born of a virgin and to grow up and remain sinless before you, to become a man that would die for my sin, for my failures, for my disobedience. I thank you, Father, that he did not remain on the cross. But Lord, he rose again and conquered death and the grave on my behalf. I receive you and I receive your son. Lord, I thank you. That you've heard the hearts of the people. And Lord, you react to the heart of the the people. That there would not be empty words. But Lord, I speak, Lord, in the name of Jesus. That what you've begun in this place. What you've begun in the hearts of the people. What you've begun in my heart. What you've begun in the hearts of the children. That you would not stop until you see us all the way through. Lord, our desire is to know you more and more, to turn our back on sin more and more, to be holy as you are holy in Jesus' name.
0: Hey, if this message or any of the content that we've been putting out has blessed you and you're wondering how you can partner with us in generosity, There are a couple ways to do that. You can download the Pushpay app and you can search Marigold Church and you can give that way. You could also set up reoccurring giving and it's really user friendly. It makes it really easy to give. You could also text Marigold 77977 and give that way. We believe God moves through a generous heart. And so we would love to see what God does through you as you partner with us and as we walk through this journey together.